0: Hi, I'm Ban Alcine's nose, Dalen. Hello,
1: I'm one of the Two Rivers, Eric. And, <laughs> gotcha, didn't I? All oh, right, I love that.
0: Uh, and, well, wait, you can do it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it got me so off guard, okay. And welcome to Loyal's Book Club, a podcast dedicated to dissecting and discussing Robert Jordan's epic fantasy series, The Wheel of Time. I am your longtime grizzled reader, Dalen. And I am your youthful, young, boyish first-time reader. We do two intros on this podcast because that's, because that's just who we are as people. We did. At one point, we wrote this out. I wonder how off
1: that script we are at this point.
0: I feel like it was <laughs> just, we did like, blank, hi. I'm blank. You, blank and welcome to blank, blank and then I feel like we've been sticking to it but I also feel like we can do away with the I'm your first time reader. I think we can. I think yeah. I think people get it by now. Yeah. We'll we'll clean it up on the next intro. Yeah, we'll we'll do better next time. Uh that's why the wheel turns so we can do better again, to love again. Um and today is going to be a good one. We have a double recording. We are up the I can talk, you guys, I swear. We are recording episodes 17 and 18. Uh, chat, uh, episode 17 is covering chapters 40 to 44. And chap episode 18 is covering chapters 45 to 48. Uh, that one will be live with Delusions of Grendel, which will be very, very exciting. Yeah, our first guest. Our very first guest. It is... Both very exciting, but also very intimidating. You know, because it's like we've had a dynamic for so long, and now we're bringing a third. So it's like, ah. But delusions
1: can keep up. She is good at that. She is just as crazy. So it's good. I'm excited for the insight. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a fun episode. But before we get to that one, we got this one. Yeah. So a really.
0: You know, you are a parent lover. I'm a parent Stan. And this was a really
1: good episode for a parent Stan. Oh, I didn't realize how much I was missing some of the action and, like, you know, the fighting sequences yeah. until we got here. And we get so much of it. Robert Jordan is
0: for sure skilled at characterization, but also at good action sequences. Mm-hmm. Because. He does have military experience, and that really does show this was a man who really did his research into fighting and uh,
1: how armies move and things like that. And it's fantastic. Yeah, it's uh, really cool in this bunch of chapters to see the two rivers kind of changing and evolving between the people and the defenses and stuff. And, uh, yeah, you know, I think a couple of episodes ago... Maybe the last one, maybe two ago. I was I was starting to say I was getting a little soft on Perrin, like still my favorite, but just kinda just, you know, I was I was out of the honeymoon phase. And this the these chapters just made me fall in love with him so much more and all over again. I think Perrin starts to come into his own a little bit in these
0: chapters. I think I mean it's not a great way for him to come into his own, but I think we start seeing Perrin grow up a little bit more, you mm-hmm. know? Um So, I think we should just dive right on in with uh, Chapter 40, Hunter of Trollocs. So, this starts off on a somber note. Perrin is by the grave of his family. And, you know, I think we talked about this pre-show. I think the death of his family, for me, it didn't hit immediately. Because I think we're with Perrin when we experience it we don't get a lot of emotion from him it's very stoic very just like this is happening I think because some time has passed in the universe we were able to kind of accept it a lot more you know and realize that's how Perrin grieves I don't think Perrin is one for wailing and screaming and beating his chest I think he just accepts it you
1: know yeah the way it was presented it was so factual the first time that we encountered it it was really something else to start the chapter out like this because um i we were even talking pre pre pre-show uh about how i just i didn't give a shit about his family i'm you know i love parent if something happens to parent i'm gonna be sad about it but his family like i don't even remember them at all and yet when we hit it here there's there's something here that really really made me sad
0: yeah i think because if
1: Finally hit Perrin, I think.
0: Um, no, I agree. Uh, it would have affected us more if something had happened to Tam. Because we kind of got a little bit of Tam oh, through yeah. Rand's perspective. We don't get a lot of Perrin's family at all, right? And so it's kind of hard to feel something for people we don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there's also this somewhat implication that Perrin maybe stopped knowing his family for a while. Because we don't know how long he apprenticed with the Luans, but it he couldn't have been just starting. He had to have been doing it for a couple of years. And if you only see your family two, three
1: times a year, they almost become strangers to you, I would think. Yeah, and I think there is apprenticeship. There, you know, at least the way I interpret it, there there definitely was a bit of a familial relationship there and not just a professional you know master apprentice kind of thing it really did feel fatherly and son so so much so that i forgot he had a family until they are brought back up no i get that Mm -hmm. but so
0: he is remarking that there are 14 new graves like he's like it's never happened this fast you know and so while he's there he feels Dan O'Lewin come up, and he's like, hey, the Lady Fael and Lord Luke are here. And so, uh, we kind of learned that it's been six days since they left the White Cloak camp, and Viren's storm has kind of been going on for about three days now, like, just real heavy rains, and, again, I think we get new glimpses into what the Aes Sedai can do, and, you know, we kind of got this in the last episode where Leandrin talks about you can boil blood in someone and because the weaves are so close to healing that Chesmal Emery, who is one of the Black Sisters, found out how to do that. You know, we're slowly peeling back the layers of what they can do, and it almost puts them at this almost unstoppable sort of thing. What else can they do? But then you kind of see how fractured the Aes Sedai are, and it's kind of like, hmm, you know?
1: Yeah, it's, uh, you know, they're fast approaching god tier in yeah. terms of our powerful players. And uh, I don't think it's any mistake that from the beginning they were so mysterious, and what we got was just the rumors of people that heard rumors of them, you know? It, it, it was really such a smart room to be as vague as possible at the beginning because yeah. now we're getting... Because personally, you know, for me, for a first-time reader, uh, I love it. I want more of it. This is like Dragon Ball Z, powering up, like, and I'm ready for that face-off. It's also making me extremely wary because the more power you show on that side, the more that's possible for the dark side as well. Oh, yeah. And I think it's starting to creep into my head a little bit of like, oh, The Forsaken can do this stuff, too, and more. Yeah. And we just haven't seen them display that type of power. Like, up until this point, I know we've made jokes about it, but it really has been some good luck and good timing that they've caught them either off guard or, you know, kind of had some time to plan ahead or just by sheer luck or prophecy, you know, was in the right time or place.
0: And the Forsaken are all from the Age of Legends, which is, you know, as we saw in the flashbacks with the Aiel, they had, like... They were a part of a time of society and technology had Mm peaked. There are things that they could do in the age of Legends that they can't do now. So that's another factor. So it's very intimidating. And uh, it's more intimidating when we can't really be certain of what their motives are. Right. Viren, we kind of have an idea. But Alana is another one where we kind of go, what do you want and Perrin even questions this because he goes with Daniel to where there's about 50 of these uh so we are calling them Perrin's puppies because it's our podcast um so the puppies are all chilling and there's Lord Luke and there's something about Luke that I read in this uh
1: section that
0: kind of made me go that's probably not
1: Thank cool. you for uh, thank you for bringing up his name first before me because I was definitely going to go with luck, uh, and then I realized it's like no, no 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 go 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 for the go for the second instinct. So yeah. I, I I had a feeling it was going to be Luke.
0: It's Luke. Uh, so Perrin gets there and he says, "Luke stood idly flipping the reins of a tall black stallion, the very pose of indolent red-coated arrogance, cold blue eyes ignoring the men around him." The man's smell stood out among the others, cold and separate too, almost as if he had nothing in common with the men around him, not even humanity. That raised a red flag in my head. Because, I don't know, there's... Perrin not smelling anything human about Luke is like... Well, what is that? It normally,
1: it normally is a pretty big tip-off because... Perrin can smell evil, uh, and it's a bad smell from what I can remember. He can, you know, smell Trollocs and Fades and everything. But to not get a read on anything, at first, Luke was on my sus list. Like, top of, like, oh, shit, this guy is bad. But I kind of came around to the other side of, like, well, you know, non-human doesn't have to mean nefarious. But, again, I think we've got yet another player with their own agenda who... Is apart from all these other major players that we've met so far, and I'm I'm suspicious. I don't I don't know yeah. whether or not to trust him.
0: Well, because there's also he, uh, Perrin, They Perrin and Fael talk about they get reunited, and Fael says alana has gone missing twice. Like she's just kind of gone off by herself. One time her warder was with her, and the other time even the warder was like, I don't know where she is. And so it's a little suspicious. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if Alana is Black Aja, but she's certainly not making the right uh, defense against herself. You know, she's right. not exactly uh, proving herself wrong.
1: You know, yeah. And there's a lot of there's a lot of moving pieces in these chapters that honestly they kind of just slip through a little bit because yeah. again, we, we do have these huge action pieces and then we have these quiet moments with Perrin and Fayil too that for me were like the the center like front and center star pieces of, of these yeah. chapters oh, and I can't wait until we get to the moment I got a favorite moment I can't wait until right. we get to it all right um yeah so Perrin and
0: Fayil are talking and Fahil's like look he is arrogant I mean he's made a claim to having a borderlander throne even though he's from Murundi, Murundi, which is like opposite sides of the Westlands." But, like, he's kind of been helping a bit. Oh, Perrin got a new title. Yeah. Um, so, Fael tells him that people have been coming from the north and south after hearing stories of Perrin Golden Eyes. And Perrin's just like, what? No. I don't want that. So, we also learned that Perrin and his puppies have been kind of killing these fucking Trollocs. Like, they killed over 32 in the past two days so they've been really parents really started to take charge of these uh young men who kind of like him were just kind of going let's do it we don't know really what we're doing but
1: fuck it come on let's go you know yep no they uh you know it's cool because it's that contrasting moment a little bit like you see these two river folk and you know you see their grit but you see Perrin's experience and kind of what he's been through and bringing back that experience. And yeah, he's absolutely a leader. I mean, he, you know, a little bit, uh, especially in the chapters coming up, you know, a little bit uh, uh, hesitant of one, but a good one nonetheless. Yeah, I think there's a lot
0: of growing Perrin has to do before he can fully accept it because he's led two major victories. And as we see in this chapter, one colossal failure. Yeah. So, uh Bane, and Chiad come and say, Gall says, hey, we just spotted a group of Trollocs. They're heading this way. And so, Perrin, his puppies, the Aiel and Fai'il, uh ride for about two hours, and they get to this clearing, and Perrin has them fan out, like, we're gonna meet them, we're gonna do this. And he's waiting for like about an hour and then he catches a scent on the wind and goes, they're behind us. And they are attacked by the Trollocs and Perrin gets shot in the side and, you know, he's continuing to fight and, uh, you know, the two rivers boys are doing their best. And then Ivan, Alana's warder steps in and he mentions that as, as the, you know, battle winds down, he says, Alana sent him. And it's again, this, thing of where how did Alana know where she is unless she asked Mm Fayil. but like why wasn't Thomas 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 uh Varen's warder there as well it's a lot of what is going on
1: there's a lot of you know assistance and help but I think there's again I think there's an agenda I think there's something kind of on the outside of this that she wants And it will only happen if these people survive and stuff. Because we do have a running
0: theory that Alana's going to bond to Perrin. Yeah. So it's weirdly building to something where there's going to be an arrangement or something between
1: Perrin and Alana. Yeah. I don't yeah and you're right, Perrin gets an arrow in his side and i I literally like e- like audibly just kind of went no <laughs> as soon as it happened because for a second you know like I think I think this early on to kill one of the three boys i don't I don't think that would happen it's way too soon exactly but you know even just from a narrative standpoint, I could totally see one of them going down for a time like Matt did in the tower when he was healing you know yeah. he was kind of taken out of the uh, the plot for a second i could totally see you know Perrin going down for the count for like a year or something or slipping Mm. into a coma and I'm desperately hoping that doesn't happen all right um well Perrin doesn't go down but a couple
0: of the two rivers boys do 27 of them to be yeah um it's a grim moment because just four or five chapters ago these boys were like yeah let's do it and You know, they mentioned seeing what is in a Trolloc's cook pot for the first time and just horrified. And you see this grim acceptance uh, once the battle is all gathered. Will Alcine goes to Perrin and goes, uh, what is his name? Um, He said, Kenley, his head is sitting in the nook of a tree and the rest of his body is in just sitting against the uh, base of the tree and said his cold won't bother him anymore. And it's very battlefield talk i feel like you know i feel like i i listen to the great courses plus because i'm educated um i was listening to one about world war one and about how men in the trenches would just kind of use that sort of grim humor to kind of just move on and not let it affect them but parent is it's weighing on him he said 27 people that i killed through my own fault and you know it's a thing of Fayel and Ivan say to him, you can't really blame yourself. I um, uh-huh. believe it's in this chapter. Fayel goes, oh, no, not yet. That's the next chapter. Um, so they kind of, uh, so they can decide to march on. Ivan goes, we got to get somewhere. There could be more Trollocs. And... The chapter ends with them hearing the sounds of violins and laughter and they've come upon the Tuathán so we get the tinkers again
1: Tinkers are back baby
0: Baby. Which is
1: good cuz they they've been they've been gone for a while I'm I'm happy to see them back but extremely nervous Yeah it's not a good it's cuz they are the pacifists right Yeah yeah, this is not the best place for them to be no. right now.
0: <laughs> and when we get into chapter 41 among the two Authon, we are reunited with uh, Rian and Ela, who were with Perrin when he first met Elias. It mm-hmm. was in Eye of the World, and he, Perrin notes, like, of course it's them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's like you were saying, the Tinkers are in the worst place at the worst possible time. But it's just the wheel weaves and brings them in. Mm -hmm. And so, of course, the Aiel are like, yeah, we're not sleeping near the Tinkers. And Perrin's like, hmm, I wonder why. And he hears either Bane and Shi'ad mention the Lost Ones. Mm -hmm. And so it's so interesting knowing the nuance of why the Aiel don't want to be with the Tinkers. Uh, Because, like, Perrin and Matt both have had experience with the Aiel going, I'm not going near the Tinkers. We know why. Right. And Rand knows why, but they don't. And so it's kind of nice to be in on it. And we got to go... A "A bit of that dramatic irony. Yeah, Yeah. we are the smart wetlanders, you Mm -hmm. know. So, again, the Tinkers go, we follow the way of the leaf. You are very much welcome to our fires. And Perrin gets off the horse, and he is taken to Ran and Illa's wagon. And, of course, he's very injured. The wound is infected, and... The arrow is barbed, and yeah. they're just like, wait here, dude. We're gonna get someone from the two rivers to heal you. Uh Illa makes a poultice and a sleeping potion for Perrin. And so this is the chat this is the moment where, you know, Perrin is really upset about the loss of those 27 men, as he should be. Perrin says to her, you know. I did this because I either wanted justice or revenge, and maybe I still do, but who am I to lead these people, you know, in this quest where they're going to still die for me? And she says, Do you think the Trollocs will go away because you decide your motives are not pure enough? The heat in her voice made him raise his head, but she pushed it back to the pillow almost roughly. Are they any less vile? Do you need a pure reason to fight them than what they are? Another thing my father says, the worst sin a general can commit, worse than blundering, worse than losing, worse
1: than anything, is to desert the men who depend on him. It's almost, you know, if it wasn't so honest, it would border on emotional manipulation because that's exactly it. Uh, Perrin is a very empathetic person. He's a very sensitive guy. And while this does weigh on him, I think that's almost a viewpoint he didn't even think about of, quite literally the opposite these people are depending on you it's this isn't about you anymore this is about a lot of people yeah
0: and Fail again it's a thing of a saldean saldean culture is she talks about i have two brothers who are fighting in who one of whom fought in the borderlands like trollic invasions are just part of the course mm-hmm. so you have that who war is a constant thing versus Perrin, who grew up in the two rivers where it was blacksmithing and little to no exposure to violence or war or soldiers or anything. Yeah, there's still an innocence there. Yeah. And so Perrin is just having to come to terms with this. And I think Fayil is very much that person who says, you're not going to discover this for yourself. Right. You kind of have to learn it on your own. And I'm sorry. So uh, Aram comes in and... He goes like, oh, is Egwene still here? You know, have you seen her? And Perrin just shuts him down with that. She's eye to die. She could rip your heart out with the weave. Go away.
1: Yeah, he doesn't... It's so funny because, like, I've never seen Perrin let anybody get under his skin except for this one guy that we met so long ago. Yeah. And for that to be just still <laughs> there.
0: I love it that, like, Aram, Will Alcine, like, any, like... Dark-haired young man. He's just like, ugh. Mm. And I'm just like, just say you have a type. Just <laughs> say you have a type, parent, and let's just move on, you know. Very fixated on these men. But we finally get the whole truth from Fayil. We do. Fayil is not a merchant's daughter, nor she is, is she a shepherd's daughter. She is a lady. She is a lady. Capital and L, lady. She is a lady, and her father isn't just any man. He is, and this is a fool sentence of a name her father is davram of house bashir lord of bashir Ty- Tyr, and sedona guardian of the blight border defender of the heartland marshal general to queen tenobia of saldea so fayil is cousin to a queen yep it's it's a great like what the fuck
1: i i it was so refreshing that somebody's identity wasn't something nefarious or yeah. medicine. I'm so happy it's a royal bloodline that, you know, kind of leaves and tries to basically get out of that life a yeah. bit. And uh. made me like
0: Fail a lot more and made her story a lot more interesting because she talks about how, like we said, her brother, one of her older brothers died in the uh, blight fighting the Trollocs. Mm-hmm. The other died in a hunting accident. She became... The eldest uh, child, but she's a daughter. And so essentially, all she was doing was learning about running the estates and all that. And she said, I want to fight. So she learned and she heard news of the great hunt for the Horn of Valir and she went, fuck it,
1: leaving. Yeah, recontextualizes a lot of. Uh... A lot of what's happened up to this point, And I, I love it. This is such a good rug pull. Yeah.
0: And no, knowing who she is kind of from when we meet her in the last book, you're like, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I think that sort of, not defensiveness, but sort of need to prove herself and kind of go, no, I'm here for a reason. You're not pushing me away. hmm I think... I think coming back to this uh, Saldea and to her home, sort of with her tail tucked between her legs is kind of not an option right now. Right. So she kind of has to push forward. And I think, I don't know if there's, not like she sees Perrin like her brothers, but there is that sort of like, my brother was going to lead armies. Mm-hmm. And since he doesn't get to do that, I get to see
1: someone do that, you know? Yeah. I think too, it's a bit of a... It's a breakaway from her life, and I think there is a need to be independent. There's a, you know, a refusal to be treated as a lady, even before her identity was, you know, uncovered and, and yeah. stuff. I I think she fights so hard against that. And, uh, no, it makes me respect her all the more, even retroactively. Yeah, because
0: you see, like, a lot of that way in the way Perrin treats her. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's especially why she got angry with him in tears because... You know, the husbands leave the women at home to fight and then maybe die. She's like, no, we're not doing this, you know? No, it's a really great nuance to Fael, and I'm really glad we got to see it. And we also have Perrin telling Fai'il about his wolf abilities. Mm -hmm. Not quite his ability to smell emotion, because why would he reveal that? But um, he talks about Elias and all of that, and... um, they dies. Yeah, parent dies. That's it. <laughs> oh, but we also find out they're in love. Yeah, they are. Because parents like, uh, how could you like someone like me? She's like, the term is love, parent. I bar, and it's like, oh. I also love that parents like your parents won't approve of me being a wolf boy, and she's like, my dad won't, but my mom, my mom would. My mom's down for that. My mom's like, do you live your life? You know, kinda of like, hey, he runs with wolves, but he could be king of the wolves and parents like no
1: Which is insane to me that he's thinking of like parents approval in the middle of all of this and in the in the middle of all of this on a grand scale. It's it's like pared it, yeah, you, lo- you stupid lover boy. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on. Maybe 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 knock that down on the priority list a little yeah. bit. <laughs> Put it down like three or four
0: notches, then you're good.
1: But, yeah, they're in love.
0: Perrin and Fail sit in a tree. K-I-S-S-I-N-G. First comes love, then comes... Spoiler. No, I'm Then comes marriage and then baby. That's not all. That's not... Gall is playing basketball. Jesus uh, Christ. So the chapter ends with uh, Fail gently, quote-unquote gently, giving Perrin the sleeping potion. Mm-hmm. And Perrin knocks out as she says... Sleep, my wolf king, and then he dies. (laughs) (laughs) And then Perrin dies. Uh, no, he actually goes into the wolf dream Mm because we are going to chapter 42 A Missing Leaf. So, this chapter is a big oh shit moment because essentially, Perrin is in the wolf dream and he does his little hippity hop. Um, and he finds himself at the way gate of Manetherin and it's wide open. Someone has come along, unlocked it, and put the second Avendasaural leaf inside so now people can get out. And it explains now why the Trollocs are there, but it also presents this problem of now they have to try. someone has to travel three days to go close it with the white cloaks and the Trollocs just on high alert. Mm-hmm. And he's nearly shot by an arrow, and it's Slayer. And, you know, Perrin does his little hip-hop, and he finds Slayer. So he comes up behind Slayer, and he notes that Slayer kind of looks like Lan. Yeah. And it reminds me of when Nynaeve saw Slayer in her te- dream a couple chapters back and noted how much he looked like Lan. hmm So Slayer's kind of starting to go on his uh, world tour a little bit. Right. And- the dream worlds and so slayer escapes Perrin's grasp and slayer starts talking to Perrin, and slayer essentially takes the blame for opening the waygate gate to, because he's like i wanted to throw the white cloaks off balance and i wanted to make sure that the renegade is killed and so the renegade is of course Pot and fane and so Perrin, they start a little chase and then Perrin goes no fuck this and steps out of the wolf dream and wakes
1: up he's like i'm not playing this game there's more important things yeah, very wise um yeah i'm curious about the implications of slayer looking like lan because yeah. we know lan uh, has a title uh he is uh re- refresh me remind me malkyrie yes do we know anything else about his family are we possibly dealing with Lan's brother? I would, I would love for there to be a bit of a, a brother v brother.
0: So his parents are definitely dead.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and there wasn't any mention of him having any siblings. So that doesn't mean. So it's, it's not, not a firm, impossible. It's not impossible for Slayer to be Lan's brother,
1: but he did have an aunt and a cousin who vanished in the Blight. Okay. So, Alright, okay, I'm tucking that one in my back pocket. don't have too many predictions or anything, but... So, we can make a firm prediction that uh,
0: Slayer is related to land, is his cousin from earlier who vanished in the Blight? Mm-hmm. Alright, we're going to put that down,
1: because I think it could come into play. Well, and just knowing that, you know, very much in the same way that, you know, a lot of fantasies do... Uh, there is a a certain power that comes with bloodlines. Like, it's just a trope that runs through all the fantasies. So getting to see an evil Lan would be absolutely, like, that would just tickle me to no end. I I would like that. I would love to see an evil Ogier, because I feel like an evil Ogier
0: would be very hasty. He would uh, not say excuse me. He would not like reading. He would love exploring. A uh, forsaken Ogier would be very much like he steps on a leaf. <laughs> like, that's the evil that Ogiers get into. But no, we'll put that in the prediction of um, Slayer being Lan's bro- yeah, L- brother or cousin.
1: Right. Yeah, Slayer has quickly become my new favorite bad guy.
0: Yeah, because there's a lot about him that we don't know. And there's a lot of untapped... He's a good parallel to Perrin. Mm-hmm. Um, because... Slayer has managed to not only enter the wolf dream in full person, which has been noted to be evil. Like, that is yeah. not something a good person does. Right. So, I'm very... And he's somehow managed to retain some part of his humanity. And parent. that's one of parents' biggest uh, fears is losing himself. So... see how this goes we'll see how this goes do you think maybe Perrin will enter the wolf dream in full person but it's kind of like he's
1: good so yeah you know I could see that happening I because I think there it it, there's either going to be because he's still got the aversion to you know this wolf thing he's got going on it's either going to be he finally fully embraces it or figures out a way for both of them to kind of coexist and kind of exist as this hybrid.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. I can see that. So, uh, Parents Puppies and the Aiel and Fail. Got like a nice little like rhyme it's a going. It's fun. It's a fun little limerick, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I didn't I uh, I worked three years for it. Oh really? three years, yeah. Wow Um I woke up in a cold sweat on August thirteenth, twenty eighteen, said Eric and I are gonna have a podcast. <laughs>
1: Episode eight. 18? 17 over 17 damn it uh get out, get out. <laughs> edit edit that when we get there absolutely not um yeah they wait with this is okay no 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 it's not yet not yet the, my favorite moment happens after Parent wakes up but it's not yet i think i know what you're talking I about think, I, it's a I great think moment you know what I so know.
0: but yeah Parents puppies Parents puppies they're all like getting ready to leave so Fayil has said what has ha- uh parent has told Fayil what's going on they need to get to the way gain she's like okay you're injured so you're not doing that he's like no i have to go she's like okay anyway we're not doing that so you're getting on your horse and we're going to get you healed and so all the two rivers boys are kind of like we watched unmarried women dance and uh like oh yeah Perrin, you've seen the uh Taganza Taganza and Fayil just stands there and goes, oh, you've seen the Tiganza. Um, and I will read the quote because it's amazing. Fayil said dryly, you've seen the Tiganza, have you? Someday, if you're good, I may dance the Sasara for you and show you what a dance really is. Ila gasped in recognition of the name and Fayil went even redder than she had inside. So whatever the Sasara is, is obviously not decent. And... I made a note to read the glossary definition of the Sassara, and it says, An indecent Saldean dance, outlawed by a number of Saldean queens, but to no avail. Saldean history records three wars, two rebellions, and countless unions and or feuds between noble houses, as well as innumerable duels sparked by women dancing the Sassara. One rebellion was supposedly quelled when a defeated queen danced it for the victorious general. He married her and restored her throne. This tale is not found in any official history and has been de- denied by every queen of Saldea. So, putting a prediction, Perrin will be dancing the Sassara. Oh, absolutely. 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 I imagine it's like a dance of the seven veils, almost. Hmm. Or it's like, I don't know. I, because when I picture Saldean culture, my mind goes to like Middle Eastern, hmm. almost, or almost, uh picture Fayil as Middle Eastern or like Mongolian almost like I don't know so I'm like I don't know what the sasara is can't be good
1: Amazon put it in the series you cowards put it in series <laughs> um but was that
0: your the moment you were talking about
1: no oh no uh, uh it happens I think when they're uh, back at the wine spring in Oh, okay. It's uh, Just a sweet, sweet little endearing moment. Okay. Uh, oh, oh, mm-hmm, oh. Mm-hmm. Cooking. Yeah. yeah, okay, That in well, the we'll get there.
0: there. So, um, yeah, I love the sauceara. It's a fun little element of the series, and a shame we haven't seen it done
1: yet. You know. Yeah. So I bet you we will. And that's 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 a prediction I've got. We're we're, right. we're, gonna we're, gonna see see it. we're we're gonna see the see it. All right. All right parent warm
0: up those hips um <laughs> stretch stretch so we see so the puppies Fael, aiel and parent are all loaded up
1: and so is ivan i forget ivan's there <laughs> yeah very very much just a
0: hey guys. yeah
1: like the back wall but very representative of of what he is and, and what others like him are because you know sometimes like i've Just in general, forget that they're there. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So, again, we're getting the two Rivers boys uh, starting to kind of, like, we're an army because... They are, as they are making their way back to Emmons Field, they start singing Coming Home from Tarwin Gap, which is a great little just, like, even Fahil is singing and so is Ivan. It's this great, inspiring moment. And I love that they say Perrin is like, he was, he does not sing because he sounds like a frog getting stepped
1: on. (laughs) And I I don't think that's just him with an arrow in his side. I think that's just. In general, I don't think Perrin would have a good singing voice. No. I think
0: my vote is for Matt. Oh, absolutely. that has a yeah. beautiful tenor.
1: I I believe it.
0: Rand is okay. Yeah. Um so as they approach the two rivers, it's it reminds me so much of the um a girl worth fighting for moment in I and was going on. to make that reference. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, cuz they're singing <laughs> and they stop because the two rivers has just in the six days that they were gone, transformed. Um, there's catapults and yeah. sentries and spikes, sp- spikes around the village. It's like I could not
1: imagine coming back to that. And no, and you know, I think it's it's cool because I think it's so indicative of even just like you know the character development. Like it feels like this is what's happened to Perrin, you know, and now yeah. we're kind of seeing it in the land being reflected. And I think it's,
0: uh, yeah, we're Two Rivers is starting to reflect uh, Parent's character mm-hmm. development. But there was a moment that I kind of glossed over that I really, really liked. Uh, it's this kind of fun dynamic, uh, and it shows off Parent's dry sense of humor because I feel like Parent's sense of humor is very understated. Mm-hmm. I feel like it. He doesn't get a lot of chances to shine. Um, so there's a moment where. He's walking with uh, Gaul, and he goes, so did you guys end up playing Maiden's Kiss? And Gaul just tenses, and he's like, what? Who told you that? Chiad. And he's like, Chiad. If I had my way, she'd be, I'd take her back to Cold Rock's hold as guy Shan. And he just runs up, and Perrin turns to uh, Ivan and goes, did you understand any of that? Perrin asked Ivan. The warder shook his head. Fai'il sniffed. If he thinks to make trouble for them, they will hang him by his heels from a branch to cool off. Did you understand it? Perrin asked her. She walked along, looking. Uh, she walked along, neither looking at him nor answering, which he took to mean she did not. I think I might have to find Rain's camp again. It has been a long time since I saw the Taganza. It was interesting. She muttered something under her breath, but he caught it. You could do with hanging by your- the heels yourself. He smiled down at the top of her head. "'But I won't have to. You promised to dance this sasara for me.' "'Her face went crimson. Is it anything close to the Taganza? "'I mean, there is no point otherwise. "'You muscle-brained oaf,' she snapped, glaring up at him. "'Men have thrown their hearts and fortunes at the feet of women who danced the, the sasara. "'If mother suspected, I knew it. Her teeth clicked shut as though she had said too much, "'and her head whipped back to face forward, scarlet mortification covering her "'from her dark hair down to the neck of her dress.' Then there isn't any reason for you to dance it, he said quietly. My heart and fortune, such as they are, already light your feet.
1: Smooth
0: as fuck, Perrin. Oh, I... Perrin has his little moments where he goes like, I'm oh, not good with women, and then he drops some shit like that. No, I'm not fucking debonair. Exactly. <laughs> Cold as ice. Give me some, uh... Give me some ice. Um... But... So, again, we, we're gonna go back to the change in Emmons Field, I mean, we get the parent Golden Eyes chant, and it's so funny, because, like, Sem, he's marching through the crowd, and fucking Sen picks up a kid, puts him on his shoulder, and he's like, there he is. I'm like, my dude, you were, like, <laughs> 20 seconds away from going to the White Cloaks, like, two days ago. Like, let's relax here. But, I think what we've been saying, Perrin's a symbol. Yeah. And, you know, there's the big banner of the wolf's head. Mm-hmm. Um... I mean, it's like Perrin, this is bigger than Perrin has yeah. realized. And I think
1: it's jarring for anyone to come home to, you know? Yeah, and if it's not in this chapter, it's definitely one of the ones following. But, you know, Fail claims that he's going to be Lord of the Two Rivers yeah. one day. And honestly, yeah, I could, I absolutely want to see that. Yeah, I can, I think that is the next chapter that we get to.
0: Gotcha. That she says it. But yeah, Perrin is Lord of the Two Rivers, I mm. think. It seems natural for him. Yeah. Um, so we come to chapter 41, Care for the Living. A very heartbreaking chapter. Um, so so what happens is they are all riding towards the Wine Spring Inn. And it's been this great celebratory moment. The family see their sons and they're like, whew. And then uh, they hear the cheering voices and then it goes... It was the other voice his parent wished he could not hear. Where's Kenley? Mistress Ahan was a handsome woman, with streaks of white in her nearly black braid, but she wore a fear-filled frown as she scanned faces and saw eyes flinch from hers. Where's my Kenley? Billy, old Hugh I'll die, called uncertainly. Has anyone seen Billy I'll die Hugh, Jared, Tim, Coley... In front of the inn, Perrin fell out of the saddle in his need to escape those names, not even seeing whose hands caught him. Get me inside, he grated. Inside. Tevin, Harald, Had." The door cut off the heart-l- heart-lost wails and the cries of Dale, Altarin's mother, for someone to tell her where her son was. In a trollic cook pot, Perrin thought as he was lowered into a chair in the common room. In a trollic's belly where I put him, Mistress Altarin, where I put him. Fayol had his head in his her hands, peering into his face worriedly. Care for the living, he thought. I'll weep for the dead later. It's, I think, again, it's the reality of what war is and the reality of what Perrin's duty is, is hitting him. And I don't think Perrin knows how to deal with that yet.
1: No, I think, you know, very much like Rand has really kind of come into... His understanding of his duty and kind of his, you know, station, uh, Perrin is struggling with it a bit. You know, he he can't quite set aside his feelings, and it is it's you know he's been on an adventure, but this I think is his loss of innocence yeah. now. I you know
0: because I think Perrin has fairly stayed neutral in all this, but mm-hmm. I think I think it really hits the twenty seven men that he lost because he can verbalize it to himself. But there is putting a reality to it of parents not ever seeing their children again. And it's not even... We led them to fight against other humans. It is to Trollocs. They died in... Hopefully their death was quick
1: because we know Trollocs like to play with their Mm -hmm. food. Well, and season that with... These are all two river folk. I mean, these are people he grew up with. Yeah. These
0: are people who, again, farm boys, shepherds. Mm -hmm. These are people who have never fought in a war before. And it's too much for him you know so it continues he sees Viren has been taking notes and we get a little word from Viren that Luke has been causing a little bit of trouble with the White Cloaks like him and the Coplins and the Congars have been going to the White Cloaks and been like you're not welcome in the two rivers anymore and it's kind of like no don't do that and so then there's three Field boys who come in and are like hey, tell us all about your travels and all of that. And he recognizes one of them as Ewan Figar, who was uh, in Eye of the World when Rand and Matt are in uh, the Wine Spring and unloading the brandy barrels. Ewan was this little kid that kept following Matt around. And and we get to see him all growed up. And yeah, yeah. they ask him about his travels and Perrin. Like, kind of gives him a bridged version because it's like, I'm not going to tell you guys about, like, rand being the dragon reborn which is probably just a a a good move at the moment yeah because tam and abel come in and loyal comes in and uh he tells loyal about the way gate and loyal's like shit okay i'll do it and parent's like no it's my duty and like they're all the while they're all waiting for alana to get there they've sent for alana to heal and Again, where is Alana? What Mm -hmm. is she doing? And um, another important thing, the Wine Spring Inn's kind of been decked out. There's weapons that probably are a little rusty, haven't seen the light of day in decades or ever. And by the stairwell, there's a barrel of swords. Mm -hmm. And as Mickey Mouse once said, ho-ho, that's a secret clue that'll come into play later. But uh, so Alana finally appears and... The fever has started to set in with Perrin and the chapter ends with him being laid on a table, given a stick to bite, and he feels the power, a rush of pain, and then he blacks out. So, a very tough chapter, you know, but a very quick one at that. But it sets the scene for what is going to happen. And so we reach the final chapter of this episode. Chapter 4. Forty-four, The Breaking Storm. So Perrin wakes up and he is still a little weak from all of that, and he finds out that Gall and Loyal have left to close the Ma- uh, ather Waygate. Perrin's like, Oh, I know what to do in my weak condition. I'm gonna get up and try to go. And Fail's like, no, you're not. And they end up tumbling down the staircase, and Mr. Salvier comes in and is like, What the fuck? And feels like, he's trying to leave, and um, Mr. Salvier tries to pull the, like, oh, Perrin, don't you want to be uh, in bed, and all of that? And it's uh, cut off by the cries of Trollocs outside. And so, they get out there, and they found that uh, Varen and Alana are healing this dude who just killed a Trolloc by himself. And it's kind of this moment of like he did it, and then the ail come out and go. There's 500 Trollocs heading towards the village right now, but it is a great, phenomenal moment because we get to see the Two Rivers in action. We get to see uh, one of the big battles, first big battles of the Two Rivers. Of you know, we get to see these people you know fight, and so Tam leads the archers, and um, you know, Fael tells Parent, Do not fight. You are a general. You are a figurehead. If they can see you, that you are, like, there, they will, like, that will do nothing but encourage them, you know? So the Trollocs come, and they are treated like pin cushions, essentially, and they get them all down, and everyone's like, Yeah, we did it! But Perrin, Ivan, Thomas are just kind of like that's not good. It couldn't have been, it shouldn't have been that easy. Mm-hmm. Cause it was really that easy. They yeah. launched their arrows. The Trollocs went down and it was just kind of like, all right. But uh, it's verified that they saw a couple Trollocs leave. And they said, there's going to be more yeah. and parents like tens of thousands. And Varen goes, no, because she says, so, they can't have that many trollocs leaving, going through the ways at once, because otherwise, Moshin's, uh, the Black Wind. I'm not even gonna try to say the old tongue version, because, uh, would decimate them. So it's kind of like they have to go in little groups. But she said, but they are coming. Yeah. And uh, let me see how this chapter ends. Perrin dies. Perrin died. <laughs> it was all a dream. <laughs> so. <laughs> The chapter ends, and we're gonna end it on a cliffhanger. Here, I almost said cliff note. Um, we're gonna hang it, end it on a cliffhanger. So um, everything's calm and dandy until they hear cries of Trollocs coming from the south, and so Perrin and Fael ride over, and that is
1: where this chapter ends. Yep. No, it's uh, it's a great, it's a great ending. It's a great grouping of chapters. Oh you yeah. A lot of Perrin centric stuff happening, which I loved. Uh, and yeah, we, you know, it's. It's crazy because when we first got to the two rivers, I I was seeing it more as like a, a means to an end kind of thing. But I'm getting the feeling that we're going to hang out here for a little bit. That, you know, we're going to set up shop narratively here just for a second. Okay. Like, do you think uh, that's book five is kind of like more two rivers evolving? I think so. I think, you know, because again, uh, just thematically with all of these echoes kind of happening and stuff, I think we are going to get the, you know the return of the Menethrin blood, essentially. You know, I think it's it is going to be a, a factor in that final batter battle. Batter? Batter. Baby batter. <laughs> uh, Broker. Baby batter bumper babies. <laughs> <B-b-b-b-b-b-
0: steps. laughs> but, but, uh,
1: I do think it'll last be... last batter. The last batter. That's <laughs> uh, I do think though that it is going to be a factor in that last battle All for right. sure. Yeah, I think
0: I can see it now. The last battle, Perrin with his wolf uh, banner,
1: oh, it's riding so in. fucking yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, but we're not there quite yet. Not it's... not yet. We're we're getting there, and who knows what predictions I've made, which will come true, which ones won't, and some in between. <laughs> yeah. Oh, believe me, you have been one hundred percent correct
0: on some of them and one hundred percent wrong. On some of them. <laughs> but, um. I think this is a good place to end it. Um parent who... Eric
1: who gets the gold star for the week. Uh, uh so I'm going to start out with the uh, the color change first. Okay. Um you get the color change because you skipped over my favorite moment and it's the moment that <gasps> I <I'm> am going... <laughs> so sorry. Oh my god. Okay. It, it is the moment that I'm going to give the gold star to though. I give the okay. gold star to Fael for mending parent's shirt. Doing the thing she said she would never do—it's such a good gesture of love, and it's just such a believable human moment that really cements these two together. And now yeah. it's like, before it was very much like Brangelina; it was like, "I this 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 is some hot goss." I like that Parent and Fiala are together, but now it's like this real, real thing, and uh, it's it's warmed its way into my heart pretty hardcore. All
0: right. Uh, and Clown of the Week goes to me. <laughs> I'm so sorry.
1: No, but what haven't I skipped over that I've been like, oh, shit, right. <laughs> the next round of podcasts is going to be our podcast with a commentary laid over it where you can revisit all those moments. I still think uh,
0: episode 100 is us listening to episode one.
1: Oh, that's going to be That's going to be. That's going to be.
0: I, I, I would love that. But right now we got to focus on getting to episode 18. But we want to thank you all for coming out, listening to us uh, for our first live episode in a while. We've missed it. We've missed doing this. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, live, live is good. Live is better. Yeah. And so um, we just want to give out our sort of release schedule, what the schedule is going to be like for the next uh, couple weeks or so. Uh, this Thursday, we're going to be doing two releases at once. We're releasing episodes uh, 15 and 16, and then next week, we will be dark, because it is JordanCon, so I will be not here, but I will be releasing episodes 17 and 18 to feed the flames of your loneliness, if you've missed us. And then, the week after that, uh, we will be going live again, and then hour and then the week after that we'll be finished with the uh, the shadow rising yeah yeah we're gonna wrap this baby up and we have a surprise special guest for that which we will announce in the coming weeks and then we have some fun uh loyal spoils coming up and then uh we'll get into the fires of heaven and yeah. that's gonna be insane the next the next leg of this journey yeah um, a very uh fires of heaven i don't know where that joke was going <laughs> i don't even know where it started <laughs> a flaming leg of the journey gotcha. get it fires gotcha. flaming and then the podcast just cuts off right here <laughs> and dies. and dies. yeah um but you know where to follow us uh if you don't uh check the bio and if you're listening to this uh not live come join our server it's fun it's very fun Uh, so again, guys, thank you so much and we'll see you next time.